is row one, seat one. Fuck is for. Okay, we're just going to start the show there because uh, uh, my audio file just crashed, and that was supposed to be our intro, but uh, uh, here we are. Uh, so that was interesting. Um, Adobe Audition decided it did not want to cooperate just now. I was wondering, I'm like, did he remix it or something like that? Like, I'm like, oh, Luck is for dudes. Luck is for dudes. Luck is for dudes. Imagine that we just chopped the screw. Luck is for dudes. Yeah, it should be sick. It's like all like, ooh, yeah, look at me. I'm Slim Thugger. Any producers that want to create a beat for us, that'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, Just we could do that. Up. We could have that. That'd be nice. That would be nice. That would be very nice. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on this beautiful Tuesday evening in mid early mid-February. I think it's almost, we can call it, what, it's the 7th? We're still early February. Mid-February is next week, but we're still, so we're early February. But thank you on this glorious February the 7th, Tuesday evening. Uh, appreciate you all joining us. A uh, little bit of, little, a couple little changes here tonight in the way we're broadcasting. Uh, we're not live on New Bedford Guide tonight. We are broadcasting on New Bedford Guide, but we're not broadcasting through New Bedford Guide. So uh, extra important for all of you who are watching and listening, if you could go ahead, give us a like and a share uh, and get our show out there. We have a little, you know, obviously we don't have the reach uh we don't have 114,000 people uh, that we have access to through New Bedford Guide, the Tritown Guide, Fairhaven Guide, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so if you could go ahead, give us a like and a share uh, for tonight's show, we would greatly appreciate that. Yeah. Um, because that is how we are going to get this show out. Uh, for those of you who don't want to tie your uh, device up by watching us, you can just go ahead and listen live on Mixler.com, M-I-X-L-R.com, backslash Joey-Fats, uh, and that's how you get the audio-only stream for this show. So thank you, everybody, for joining us. Boy, do we got a lot to get into, Paul. We've got so much going on. Obviously, it's super, it's super Bowl week. Yep. Uh, we've got the big game coming up in just five days, which is absolutely fantastic. Cannot wait. Um Fly, Eagles, fly. We'll get into Sean Payton's press conference, uh, introductory press conference as a Denver fucking Bronco, which I just uh, cannot get enough of. I'm yep. like, already, I'm just like injecting the Sean Payton Kool-Aid into my veins. I'm like, yeah, I don't think we're losing less than 13 games. I'm like, all right, maybe we'll only win 12. Now we're probably going to win 14. Fuck that. We might go undefeated. Yeah. That's, that's like where my mind is at. My mind is bouncing between like 12, 12 and 13 wins and undefeated. I haven't quite made up my mind. Hopefully, yet. you don't catch Peyton on like a rusty year coming back. He comes he's, back. He's like, know, just he's like, you know what we're gonna do? The same thing the thing Hackett did. I'm like, no, yeah, please don't. We're gonna run uh, the wild. But uh, no, I, we'll get into that. We'll get into LeBron James on the cusp of making history and potentially be cementing himself as the greatest player yeah. of all time. Uh, we'll get into Kyrie getting moved to Dallas, not L.A., as a lot of us, some of us hoped not yet uh we'll get into potentially kd being moved yep. oh we should probably get the phones going oh yeah phones are up and uh, up and ready so hop on them 774-992-8702 uh did somebody tag pat do you want to tag pat paul just put a little post in here i'll do it right here hold yeah, on just... let me just let me just do a little I was going to say, you take care of that shit. <laughs> Not that I can't, but I got my phone all set up ready. I don't, I don't usually touch it now until the show's over. Oh, maybe it Oh, no, depends. it's not. It's, I'm not posting as me, so it's weird. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Let me, post, let me see if I can post as me. Yeah, can you yeah. switch? Yeah. Yeah, I can up. switch. I can switch. I can always yeah, switch. Yeah, that whole, uh, I was actually kind of surprised. That whole Kyrie trade thing happened, like, really, really fast. 
like really fast. Like literally, he was just like one day they lose to the Celtics, get blown the fuck out, and the next day he's like, I want to get traded, and then literally two days later, like he's traded. Yeah. So, uh, Kyrie, we'll we'll start off. We're gonna we're gonna kick the show off tonight. We're gonna start off with a little bit of LeBron talk. We'll get into our Super Bowl predictions at the uh, towards the middle of the show. Uh, it's gonna be a little bit shorter of a show tonight. Um, Sean is not present tonight. He's uh, he's attending to his little buddy boy, uh, the wee baby Cole, uh, who's having a little a little wee little uh, procedure done for himself so he can be a little healthier. Uh, so he's, he's fine. He should be good. Everything should be good. I don't want to speak too much on it, but I think he should be. Everything's fine. But Sean's not going to be here tonight. Uh, we will be back next Tuesday night uh, because next Tuesday. I will be, at this time next Tuesday, I will be mere hours away from boarding a flight to Daytona to get down to Northern Florida for the Daytona 500. So hopefully I'm trying to acquire some pit passes, uh, at least for the truck race, because I really want to meet Brian Deegan. Like, Haley, you're really cool. You know, you're going to, you're you're, you're super cute and you're a really good driver, but I really just want to meet your dad. Yeah. Because, you know. I just pretended that face was Brian yeah. Deegan. Yeah, um, Brian Deegan, that'd be sick. That's gonna be that's Definitely my goal sick. is to find is to find and meet Brian Deegan while I'm down there. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, so we got a lot busy, busy, busy seven days coming up here. Uh, I got two more. I got three more days to work. Three, and then uh, and and then I'm on vacation. So. Uh, might be might turn into two, but we'll see. Uh, so yes, if <laughs> if you can give us a like and a share here tonight, uh, especially the shares, that's going to be the biggest thing. Uh, we do not have the normal reach that we usually do on this show, so uh, if you can do that for us, we greatly appreciate it. Seven seven four nine nine two eight seven zero two. If you want the audio only, again, that is mixlr dot com backslash joey dash fats. All right, let's get into a little bit of the LeBron talk because LeBron needs thirty six points to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, a.k.a. Luel Cinder, tonight as the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. Now, obviously, this comes with... This is a a just... This is a bad night for a lot of people. This is a really bad night for... Well, especially one that he's questionable, yeah. Is is he still questionable? Is he listed as questionable? So we're not sure if LeBron's even going to play. The game doesn't kick off or tip off until 10. So we got an hour and seven minutes before tip-off. I don't know when we'll get the final uh, word on whether or not LeBron's actually going to play tonight. But let's say, for the sake of this argument or this conversation, we're going to say that LeBron is going to play tonight. Right. If LeBron scores 36 points tonight against the Oklahoma City Thunder, it's going to be a rough day for the haters. A real rough day for it's the haters. It's already rough for the haters. <laughs> Given everything the guy's done, it's just that he's rough. already this close. This is gonna be this is gonna be killing people right now. Yeah, because you know he's gonna pass it by a few hundred. Well, he's now. definitely gonna pass it. He's still averaging basically a triple double at 38 years old. Something we've never seen anybody do. Right. No, we've never seen anybody at this age play at this level in the NBA. Period. End of story. It's never happened. It might never happen again. So, what happens? When LeBron passes this mark, because it's going to happen, whether it's tonight or it's... I think Thursday. Maybe Or, or, or maybe he sits out until Saturday night in prime time. I'd be pissed because I want to watch it fucking happen. I think if he goes out... Like, what if he goes out tonight, scores 31, oh, man. and he needs five points, and then he takes Thursday night off and then comes back against the Nets? At home. On... 
uh, Homer in the uh, uh, let me check on on Saturday night in prime time. I'd be so pissed. I'd be like, motherfucker. And I actually looked ahead too at the games and I was like, damn it. Oh no, they, Thursday night would be at home against the Bucks. Yeah, I guess. No all right, so he's definitely he's definitely breaking it against Giannis if he has to. Yeah. At home. Oh well that's I mean, yeah. Oh no, I'm sorry, Saturday's against the Warriors in, in Golden State. Oh. Uh, when do they play the Bucks? On Thursday. Thursday, Saturday is Golden State. Correct. So yeah, I mean, if he doesn't play tonight, then who knows? You know, he's gonna, it's only ankle soreness. It's not like a, it's not like a high ankle sprain. It's not like a fractured ankle, broken foot, some stupid like something that's really gonna like keep him out. But at this point in time, like, do the Lakers play him and risk him like making it worse when they're obviously coming down the stretch here? Like, their record's obviously not too hot. They're trying to make a playoff run. Well, the Lakers got a lot of shit to figure out roster-wise. You know, I mean, they're right right now, and we'll get into that with the Kyrie Irving talk in, in just a couple of minutes, uh, but the way this whole thing is shaping up, right, like, it's it's going to be it, – it it, it's going to be very bittersweet if LeBron breaks this record and the Lakers come up short and say – I'm not going to say – I don't think they're going to miss the playoffs. I think once push comes to shove, I think they'll figure out a way to get in. I think they'll make it. And at least into the play-in game, and then anything's possible. Anything yeah. is possible. Yeah. Uh, you know, to quote a uh, a super lame Celtics player. Um, nah. Look, dude, come on, KG was such a fraud, bro. No, he I mean I stop. like KG. I'm sorry, yeah, I like I like stop. KG. It just he played for the Celtics, so I can't like KG. All right, yeah, all right. Well. You know, I just I can't I can't do it. I can't get on board. Um, but we're about to watch LeBron make history. It's a tough night right. for the haters because you've got people. Spending a hundred thousand dollars, crazy, right? on tickets to this game tonight, crazy. And imagine now, I imagine myself, right? Let's just say hypothetically, you and I. Let's just say, like, let's say we hit the lottery for like fifteen million dollars, right? We've we've got we're comfortable, we're see, set we for just life. Hit the Powerball vote, we're, so. No, 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 too much. No, we're okay. we're set we're set for life, but we're not like we don't have fuck you money. But we got some dough. And let's right. say we want to go to L.A. to see LeBron break this record. We drop 200 grand on tickets because we think he's going to break it tonight against the Thunder. And 36 points is a tall order. It's not like that's just a gimme, even though it's LeBron. $200,000 is a substantial percentage of $15 million Exactly. <laughs> now, you get the injury news this morning, the injury report. LeBron might not even play. Right. Your stomach has to just sink. And be like, I just spent two hundred grand on tickets to a Lakers game that would have cost yeah. me like two thousand dollars. Now I'm selling these back for like face value. Not even. Like you just you just threw a hundred thousand like, dollars out the window. Yeah, pretty much. Like you just lit it on fire and said, I don't need this money. Right. So this is a big deal going forward here for like if LeBron plays or doesn't play, like that's a big deal because the amount of money these tickets are going for. And then what if you spend a hundred grand on these tickets and he scores thirty four points? Right, not even doesn't even comes these up one short. These are the short. people that are buying these tickets, like you said, that do have fuck you money. Right, and that was my point and when I'm I was talking. We, we like, were talking to our dad. I was talking to my our dad earlier, and I was telling him, I'm like, 
these people spending a hundred grand. If you're spending a hundred grand on a regular season yeah. Lakers if game, if you're blowing your you life savings, care. if you're pulling out like your four hundred one k or something to go see this to make sure that you're there, then you're a fucking idiot. To gamble that, you're a fucking idiot. And, and you, you probably I wouldn't be surprised if there isn't at least somebody. You, you deserve what you've got coming. Yeah, whatever that may be. Yeah, like you definitely. Maybe you gamble and you hit the jackpot, and LeBron goes off and scores forty five points tonight, passes passes Kareem, like whatever, like it's everything you wished it would be. Or it's not right, and Maybe. and I think that's where like it's got you got to kind of look at it from like a standpoint of like, ooh, like the guy spending the hundred grand on the tickets from my blood, bro. The guy spending a hundred grand on tickets is probably like he probably wipes his ass with that money in the morning. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I don't care. Like you want, listen, you want to go? Low? Right. His kid might be a big LeBron fan. He's like right. thirteen years old, fourteen years old, and he's like, Dad, that's can we go the, watch LeBron play, break yeah. the record? And he's like. All right, fine. I'm about two hundred grand. Like, that's a lot that's of money. But on his car fuck it, whatever. <laughs> we'll we'll put it on the business account. We'll we'll use it as a write off. We'll, we'll this is a business meeting now. Yeah. Um. But you know, it, it's make up some t-shirts. We'll call it a yeah, charity. Yeah. We'll call it. Yeah. We'll we'll do something. Oh, so that that's where that's where it's at right now. Like with this game. So the, so you see these ticket prices, which is just it, to me, even to watch somebody break Kareem's record, a hundred grand for a ticket is just absurd to me. Like, honestly, there is no record that I could go watch live be broken that I would say that's worth $100,000. I don't even know if there's a record or any part in sports history that I would, like, save up $100,000 even if I could go back in time to go see. To go see. Yeah, I'm like, I'm trying to think, like, would I spend like a hundred grand? I'm taking that hundred grand somewhere else. Bro. Yeah, I'm all. That's all I'm saying. Like, would I spend a hundred grand to go back and watch Davey Allison win the ninety-two day two five hundred? I'd slap you. Probably not. No, I'd probably put that money towards buying his car at the uh, at the at the uh, the car go that won it at time, the auction. Yeah, invest in NASCAR. You know, yeah, like, you know, when Robert Yates sold it for two hundred fifty thousand dollars like yeah. ten years ago, yeah. I'd rather have that car sitting in my garage as a showpiece. Right. And be like. Mm. Nice. Something concrete that you can have. Something material. Something that you you can you can yeah. hold on to. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. You know, my wife and I talk about this all the time. Where it's like, you know, we talk about getting Christmas gifts and birthday gifts for each other. It's like, hey, let's not don't don't buy me hoodies or shoes or material stuff. Like, let's let's plan a vacation and make memories That's and, what I'm and, about, and yeah. do stuff. You know, same idea. I guess with this, like, there's. But you're making memories by going to this game, right? But how many years of season tickets would a hundred grand buy you for the Lakers? I don't know. I'd have to say probably at least ten, depending on where you're sitting. You got to figure like, ten I'm, grand I'm a year. Like, I've never been to the Staples Center. Or Staples is it still Staples? Yeah, I've uh, Oracle. Or- no, it's. I think it's like Bitcoin or it's some crypto thing now. Oh yeah. Oh, you're right. Crypto or. Re- Whatever the hell it is. Whatever. Right? Who cares? Crypto. Anyway, wherever the it's, fucking, it's staples. where the lake, yeah, where, the staple. Where the, It'll where always the be staples, right. just like the Raiders will always be the Oakland Raiders. Right. I don't know how many. Like I'm saying, I've never been there before, but I'm talking like decent seats. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I'm not saying like nosebleed up a deck. I'm saying like mid level, f- mid row first. You're probably levels. talking fifteen to thirty grand a year for season ticket for eighty two games. Let me see. Much. Let me look it up. I've actually never thought about how much NBA. I mean, for the love of Christ, I was looking the other day. I was on vacation, and I'm looking just for shits and giggles on what the Warriors Celtics game was going to cost. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, oh, you know, what would it be to go two tickets? Like thirty five hundred dollars. And I'm like, no, fuck that. 
3500 bucks to go see a regular season Celtics game against against the Warriors? Like, yeah, I get it. It's Warriors, Steph Curry. Ooh, excuse me. Bless you. I had a, a little cider. Anyway, with the Warriors coming in town, it's like, I'm not going to, you know, I could go do a lot of shit for $3,500 rather than go to the right. go to TD Garden and watch Jason Tatum freaking brick threes all fucking night. You know what I mean? Like Currently, the season ticket prices for a level 300 seat range is from 1800 to 3800 per ticket. But you get a package deal with season tickets. That's... Per ticket for season tickets times That's 82? kind of what it, I mean. So $3,800 times 82? I don't know. That, that's insane. I mean, that, there's no, like, doing out there in LA? how much are releasing season tickets? I mean, all I want to know is what it what it costs a year. Yeah. Like, give me, like, a, a seat, like a, like a map. I want to pick the seat and see what the season ticket costs. Yeah, a couple of grand. What's but a couple it's, it's of grand, though? Ten? Five? I, I don't know. It's, obviously, it all depends on the seats. Right. Uh, season tickets range from fifteen to 50000 15000 to $50,000? Uh, sorry. Pretty expensive. Season tickets for the LA Lakers range from 1500 to 5000 a seat. I don't know what that means, though. Right, and then what? You got to buy all eighty-two games at that right. price. Fifteen hundred dollars times eighty-two. <laughs> Fuck you. Season ticket prices are anywhere from sixteen hundred, sixteen hundred dollars to ninety thousand dollars a year. So that makes. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I so sixteen hundred bucks gets you the nosebleed garbage. Like standing, most, standing room like, only, oh, no weekend games. Like oh, blackouts. Yeah, like, bla- I'm sure there's blackouts. No prime and, time. Yeah, it's probably not even a full eighty. Like to ninety. Ninety yeah, grand. Ninety grand is probably like. That's what I'm saying. Like I would say, assume, like courtside seats, season tickets, probably going to run you. But then the waiting list just to get court on those side seasons. Oh man, you're going to have to ask that lady who has the uh, the soy company because she's the one. She's the you know like the little Asian lady that sits on the sideline or that used to Back, uh, next to Jack. Yeah. 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 She owns uh, one of the soy companies, like one of the biggest like soy sauce companies. Like there's only like Kigo Man. I don't know. There's only like a couple of them or whatever, but she's like one of like the biggest ones. She owned- Who, whoever would have thought owning a soy sauce company would be a multi-billion dollar a year endeavor? Uh, well, Who knew? When Who you're knew? Like, when you're like one of like three brands that are imported from you know wherever and coming into the whole entire United States. I mean, think about how many how much Chinese food people mow down in this country. Like, it's un- it's, it's uh, we do it's crush insane. a lot of Chinese food. It's but- insane. But she had season tickets. I wondered, like, she was at every courtside game that 2008 season. Yeah, when, I'm not, I don't doubt it. But 2009. But like they, again, those like, are the people that have that fuck you money where it doesn't matter. That's my point. Yeah. 90 grand a year to them was like, whatever. Exactly. It, I, there's no way that They're season, probably writing it off. They're probably using it for, like, business meetings. They bring a couple business partners But what I'm saying and, is there's no like, way yes. that courtside season tickets are $90,000. Got to be more than that, right? You're probably looking at, like, probably, like, a million. For like behind the Lakers bench, like the elite, elite seats, yeah. Yeah. And you probably got to be like invited to buy them, right? It's It's not just like I'm putting out money. It's like trying to buy a Ferrari Enzo. Like you don't just get, you don't just walk into a Ferrari dealership and buy an Enzo. It's like you're brushing elbows with um, the higher ups. uh, You have to have uh, 
already owned these 10 cars right. and belonged to certain Ferrari-endorsed clubs. Right. Just because you got money, then I'm just going to throw some jamoke on the fucking sideline next to their multi-million dollar athlete yeah. that could, like, pop. You know what I mean? Those are all planned seats. They have to be. I mean, there's got to be some level, extra level of security and shit. I mean, who do you no, even contact? To I mean, get would those? I? Would you? Who would, do you even who, would, who would spend that kind of money to sit behind the Lakers bench and like heckle LeBron? No, I'm not talking on the Lakers bench. I'm talking next to the booth on the court. Oh yeah, like on the court, right? Like those mid seats, because like you know the, the ones, like, like, like the ones the that Amy Schumer sat in in that yeah, movie. Yeah, well, yeah, the benches, the benches are all the way at the end. Yeah, there's like a bunch of mid seats next to. Right, you know whatever. So the I kind of wish, I kinda wish whatever, the NBA though. arenas would do it like the like the college arenas do, where they have like the raised court and the benches are kind of like set like down by like. It's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, they do. Yeah, it's kind of neat. Imagine being the guy sitting there at the court side when that kid from Louisville. No, 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 off. no, no! Don't want to talk. Don't. We don't okay. need to talk about that. No. Nope. <laughs> right. Seven seven four nine nine two eight seven zero two. He's like Jesus Christ. Uh, no, it's uh. It's wild how expensive this, the the tickets for tonight's game are going, uh, are getting because they're. I mean, you're talking a hundred grand a yeah. seat, just for one seat to sit there to watch LeBron maybe, maybe break this record. There's no guarantee LeBron's going off for 36 yeah. tonight. Now I'd be pissed off. I'd be sitting there, but these rest better stop calling some would fucking timeouts. Would you? But would you put it past LeBron to score like 29 in the first half? And then do nothing. And, and then no, no, no. But and then just like break it midway through the third quarter, like like Kobe's last game, where like LeBron's just out there shooting every shot. Yeah, like, he's like fucking. I'm going for. He's it. like fucking. I'm putting up sixty tonight. If I was LeBron, that's what I would be doing. I'd be like, let's just get get this over with. Yeah. You get what I mean? Get the spotlight off the bullshit. Like, let's take it in for what it is. We got a championship to win. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, cool, I'm going to break it. I'm going to break it. Let me just shoot, 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 get it you, over with. You know there is definitely going to be a self-congratulatory Instagram post after Jeez, he breaks this record, Christ. right? He's probably going to grab the mic on the court with his own, like, personalized like, time. I'm the greatest. I, 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 t- I, I know everybody doubted me my whole life, but here I am. Like, it's like, time out. Lebr- it's like, right? hold on. It's like, LeBron, right. LeBron who, who doubted you? I, I've never heard anybody ever in the history, uh, since you've been a thing, doubt, doubt you. Yeah. I never like, I get the whole, like, manufacturing the chip on your shoulder, but, like, dog, this ain't it. Like, the Lakers are kind of trash as a team, and they could have really used Kyrie Irving. Still a couple of days left for the trade deadline, but, like, what what are they really going to do? Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I just don't know. But, like, this, you know, and LeBron has that about him, and that's why I think what makes this so polarizing to bring it back to the original point of it's going to be a rough night for the haters is because there's a lot of people that hate LeBron. Right. And there's a lot of people that love LeBron. LeBron can do no wrong in any, in some people's eyes. Now, me, I love LeBron on the court as a basketball player. Right. LeBron off the court with his opinions on, you know, mainly policing and politics and things like that. No, sorry, dude. Like, I don't take my life advice from a guy who was physically gifted from the time he was 12 years old and was given, you know, $80 million on his 18th birthday because Nike realized, whatever, Nike realized he was going to be the next great, you know, player in in NBA history. Right. Um, Sorry, I'm not doing that. Like, and and that just doesn't apply to LeBron. That applies to, uh, uh, you know, any athlete, famous person. I don't hold their opinions in higher regard because of what they do for a living. 
Right. Uh, if you have some substance and you want to debate and you want to actually show me that you're educated and that you, you know, pay attention to the issues and you actually have a valid opinion on it, sure, I'll hear anybody out. I don't, I don't need to, but I don't just assume because, you know, LeBron James is LeBron James that he suddenly has all the, uh, you know, all the all the answers when it comes to, uh, you know, how to police people. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, it's it's funny when you know. Five black guys, five black cops kill a black kid, and all of a sudden LeBron's tweeting out how uh, we're our own worst enemies. And it's like, but I thought white supremacy was your worst enemy because that's what you've been saying for the last 10 years. And now all of a sudden the turntables. Anyway, I, I don't want to get into that rabbit hole tonight, but right. LeBron off the court, I could take him or leave him. LeBron on the court. I'm taking him all day. I love watching LeBron play. LeBron is right. one of, if not the greatest basketball players to ever play the game. And when you look at LeBron's career, when you when he officially, when he passes Kareem as the all-time leading scorer, something that, a record that we really never thought, I mean, we really, really had to, like, stretch our, our minds to comprehend the fact that even, like, three, four, five years ago, somebody was going to break this. Right. And we're like, well, if LeBron stays on this pace... Yeah, he's going to break it. But we're like, yeah, but he's going to have to stay on that pace until he's 38. Yeah, I wasn't even aware until maybe like he's, a couple well, weeks we, ago. But we, we, we all assumed that by ah, 35, 36, he'll start to break down, slow down. That hasn't happened. Right. The man's only gotten better. better. And, that's, and, and, and that's, you know, props to him for being able to maintain his body, being able to maintain that discipline in order to do what it takes to be a professional athlete at the highest level day in, day out for 20 years. That's what LeBron James has done, and that should be celebrated. Right. And whether you love him or hate him, you know, you can love him, you can hate him, you can, you know, hate him off the court like I do and love him on the court like I do. You can hate him off the court, you can hate him on the court, uh, whatever it is, but you got to appreciate what you're seeing. We are seeing, our, and LeBron even said this, he said, I believe I am the best basketball player to ever play. And, of course, you know, everybody's going to chime in. And what are you talking about? Are you fucking kidding me? The arrogance of this guy, blah, 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 blah. It's like, what do you want him to say? Right. What do you want LeBron to say to that? Like, hey, LeBron, do you think you're the best to ever play the game? Yeah, I believe I'm the best to ever play the game. Of course, I'm going to believe I'm the best. I believe I'm the best you know, sports talk radio host of all time. Now, just because I haven't made a billion dollars doing this or I'm not Stephen A. Smith or Jim Rome or Adam Shine doesn't mean I don't believe I'm the best. I still think I'm the best. I still think I'm better than all those guys. The difference is I, that, that's, that's the mentality you have to have. You have to believe that you're the best because if you don't believe in you, who the fuck else is going to? Pretty much. You so bet on yourself. So bro. for LeBron to say that, it's like, yeah, no shit he believes he's the best. And, and I mean, he, he's got a pretty good argument if you want to debate him. Right. All-time leading scorer, four championships, ten straight finals, like whatever, like you know, one one championships with three different teams, right. something no as the number one guy, something nobody else has ever done. Right. I mean, this LeBron's resume speaks for itself, and you really can't take that away from him as much as you want to, and you can ignore it and try to dismiss it if you're a LeBron hater. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to recognize the greatness that is LeBron James, the basketball player. Right. And while I will always put Michael, Larry, Magic, Kobe, Dr. J, 
those are kind of like my my top or, or Kareem. Those are my top guys of all time. LeBron is now going to have to be injected into that conversation. Because I think if, especially if he gets one, if he gets two more rings, forget it. It's a wrap. If he gets six and ties Jordan. Yeah. And, and I still think that that is a very realistic possibility for LeBron, the way he's playing. For, I, I think that's a wrap. Like, I, I, I don't think the discussion even goes beyond that anymore. You know, people will point to all the times he got to the finals and lost, but it's like, yeah, but that's like the Joe Montana Brady argument. Well, Montana was four and zero. Brady was six and three, or or seven and three. It's like, yeah, I'd rather go to ten and win seven than just go to four and win four. Right. Like, yeah, I, I absolutely. Don't, I don't uh, even understand the logic to that argument. Out of a hundred times, you know. So you, you got to apply the same, and it, you know the thing is with sports, and this is what we do as sports fans. Sports often exposes the hypocrisy of of the sports fans. Like, there is this unrelenting ability for sports fans to out themselves as complete and utter hypocrites because they will sit there and they'll say, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, LeBron can't. Let's say hypothetically LeBron wins six, right? He ties Michael Jordan. The knock will always be how many he lost. Right, of course. But then that same person will turn around when it comes to Tom Brady and Joe Montana and they'll say, well, Brady's better. I'd rather go to 10 and win seven and lose three then just go to four and win four okay so you, you can't apply because they they, they so are, that applies to football, they're unable to apply right. equal logic to all things and then they'll come up with some bullshit reason well yeah i mean uh the, the reason i i think that is because well you know come on guy Come on. Yeah, come on. Come, come on. on. All right, come on. Just watch the games, guy. Just watch yeah, the games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just watch the games. They Wait, usually what you... don't have any, like, they have no, they have, they have no, They have no thing. And I, and I do this with Patriots fans all the time who sit there and try and tell me that st- people still try to tell me Tom Brady is better than Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Like, I'm like, just, just stop. Just stop. Like, look, Brady is the most successful quarterback of all time. No one's taking that away from him. He's won seven fucking championships. It's unprecedented. The man has done things that nobody else has done. Now, that being said, is he the best? No. I just think he was the best suited for the situation that he found himself in. And that, that goes without saying. Like, if Peyton Manning had, built, had been drafted by the Patriots and Bill Belichick steps in in 2000, like the, the Patriots probably win 10 titles. I'll probably have a couple undefeated two seasons under two their belt. Two or three undefeated seasons. Peyton's probably got like 900 fucking touchdowns by this point. Yeah, like had Randy Moss for five years. I mean, Jesus Christ. Mean. Like, hey, let, we could play this hypothetical game all day. But they that's, that's the beauty of sports is that it exposes people for being hypocrites because they're unable to apply the same logic throughout equally. And they only apply certain logic when they want to and vice versa. And it just becomes this whole clusterfuck of... Well, just just watch the games, guy. Just watch the games. Yeah, I, I don't know how many times I've heard that from Patriots fans. When you get them in a corner and you and you beat them down, you're like, well, you know, Brady had the best average starting field position. He had the best special teams. He had the best defense. He had the best this. He had all the best supporting cast. Right. Yeah, but he didn't have Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne. 
No, but he had like Willie McGinnis, the all-time postseason sack leader. You know, he had Mike Vrabel. He had Teddy Bruschi, Ty Law, Asante Samuel. You know, yeah. the special team. He had, oh, that Bill Belichick guy. Yeah, he was pretty fucking Last good. Last time I checked, Gronk and fucking Randy Moss ain't too bad either of, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they casually gloss over the Moss and Gronk thing, though. Like, yeah. They're like, oh, he's never had any weapons. He makes his own. I'm like. I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure Randy Moss was a very well-established <laughs> weapon well before he got to New England. Yeah. No, nah, he was shit. And then Brady brought him back. It was like, no, no, he still caught 10 touchdowns in Oakland in 2005 from Terry Collins. Right. You know, uh, but they're like, yeah, okay. Just watch the games, bro. Just watch the, Just games. Watch the games. Just yeah. witness the greatness. Watch the games. It's like, shut the fuck up. That's how you know you got to beat. But the same thing will be said with LeBron. And LeBron is going right. to break this record. And then at the end of the day, we're going to have to sit here. We're going to have to put Le- LeBron into that GOAT conversation. Because he's won four. It's not like he's won one or two and he's just some guy out there just compiling stats. Not you know, he's not out there Westbrooking it, just you right. know, trying to average a triple double all year. No, he's doing it and he's done it in a way that he's he's winning games. And you know, the stint in LA, while it has netted a championship, as a Lakers fan, I will admit this has been disappointing thus far. Because we expected multiple championships. I expected yeah. him to win four, five, and six in LA. And he's only got to four. So that's a bit of a problem for me. And the Lakers and, you know, they got to get their shit together. Yeah. They got to figure out a way to make this team great because LeBron can't do it on his own anymore. Yeah, he's. And you saw that at the end of the Celtics game, uh, you know, 10 days ago. Right. When he just collapsed on the court. It was like, what the fuck? Like, that wasn't. LeBron reacting to that one single call. Anybody who's watched the Lakers over the last couple of months is no knows like that was like the fourth or fifth time the Lakers have been fucked at the buzzer. Yeah, you know on shit calls, and the NBA just keeps coming out and be like, oh yeah, sorry, we got that one wrong. And it's like, great, cool. That doesn't do me any good. We still get the fucking L. Yeah, you know we're still a struggling team. So again, that was I felt You're like a, culmin- a culmination. Of LeBron just being like, you've got to be kidding me with this shit again. Right. And we had a buddy we talked to today. He was at the game. You know, they saw it on their phones. They're looking at it on the broadcast on their phones. And they're going, that's a foul. And they don't play the replay on the Jumbotron in the garden for obvious reasons. Right. So, again, missed calls happen in basketball. It's not the, it's, it's not something new. It's not something new. It's not something that's going to change. It's scripted. That be oh yeah, it's scripted. <laughs> that whole whirlwind of shit. Going Demar on Hamlin getting yeah. the script for Monday Night Football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Demar. So here's what we're going to do, right? Yeah. You're going to go up. You're going to make a routine tackle, and then we're going to stop your heart. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> no, I I keep seeing all that shit about how people are talking about. You know, I know it's a joke and all that. shit. Well, I started uh, with uh, with Arian Foster. I believe started that joke. Yeah, he said something about scripted. Yeah, you know, level. we get the we get the script at the beginning of the season and the preseason, and then you know we got to kind of. That's what our practices are. They're not practices. They're walkthroughs. They're rehearsals. Yeah, rehearsals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So anyway, LeBron's probably going to break the record here. Uh, tip off in about uh, forty nine minutes. About how long we're going to be on the air. We'll be out of here by the top of the hour. Uh, so if you want to get your calls in, get them in now, 774-992-8702. I'm good right now. You going to get another one? All right. Uh, no, I'm good. Um, we got 
more to come. We got Brady is a weirdo. All right, uh, we've got what else we got? We got Brady's a weirdo. We got we got Super Bowl Sunday predictions. Kyrie obviously gets traded. So the Kyrie trade, uh, you know, piggybacking off of the Lakers talk, the Kyrie trade was one that we all thought we they kind of kind of came out of nowhere. You know, early last week, mid, mid midway through last week, and Kyrie just decided, you know what? Um, I want out. I'm I'm out of here. I, I need a I need I need to get out of the I I, I got to get out of the way from the Nets organization. He had shown or at least alluded to having interest in going to the Lakers and you know teaming up with LeBron, which would have been ideal for us in purple and gold. Unfortunately, the Nets were saying they were like, yeah, absolutely fucking not. Uh, we're going to trade you where we think we're going to where we want to trade you. And it's definitely not going to be L.A. So even if L.A. had been able to produce the best uh, package for that deal, they weren't trading him to L.A. Because Joe Sy, the, the owner of the Nets or, or the GM of the Nets, said uh, he was like, nope, we are not going to bend the knee to Kyrie and just trade him where he wants to go. So they sent him to Dallas to pair up with Luca. Which I think is going to be an absolute fucking travesty. I, I listen. I love the two guys talent wise, but I don't think Kyrie is going to be able to hack it, uh, or he, I don't think he's going to better that team. And I, I think it's going to end up with Kyrie becoming a free agent this summer and probably just signing with the Lakers anyway. It, assuming the Lakers can unload uh, Westbrook, and that would be nice if they could. Uh, but I don't know how that's going to happen. We'll have to wait and see over the next couple of days because if Westbrook can't, if, if the Lakers can move Westbrook, anything is possible come July. Right. If Dallas just delaying the inevitable to LA for Kyrie. Yeah, I think this could just be like Kyrie just being like, all right, I'm going to go to Dallas. I'm going to submarine their season. Fucking, <laughs> you know, Mark Cuban's going to be like, you're going to be fucking kidding me. You're at the slat. He's going to pull an Antonio Brown and rip his jersey off and peace out in the air. Imagine how he was just like, we'll be like Jesus what is with these fucking guys you know but uh the Kyrie trade was kind of it, it came out of nowhere the other day and it materialized and happened pretty quickly because obviously the deadline is coming up fast. listen if Kyrie actually gives it a fair shake in Dallas I love this move with Luca because you got the most dominant arguably the best player in the league right now you know it's him Jokic the Greek freak, Giannis, yeah, LeBron. I mean, there's there's your basic, your, your you know your top four MVP candidates. DeRozan, no, I don't know. If you give if you give Luca Kyrie and that level of talent and ability, and and give you know him kind of the Batman to the Robin, hey, if that works, good for the Mavs because that's gonna fucking slay. Yeah, fuck yeah. That's I mean, but. But we have seen this. How many times now? How many teams has Kyrie been on? And the only person that has ever held Kyrie in check and ever put him in his place and, and actually got him to win Big a championship Braun. was Big Brother Braun. Big Poppy Braun. Big Poppy Braun. Whatever you want to call him. <laughs> I don't care. LeBron's the only man that can hold that man accountable and make him and make him accountable for his actions and, and, and keep him in check. You know, as soon as LeBron left and went to L.A. and Kyrie was doing his own thing, Kyrie just went off the fucking deep end, dude. Like the dude became, he was like, it was like him and Kanye West were like hanging out all the time. Like, hey, what can we say today that'll just really fucking fuck with people's minds? Right. It's like, <laughs> I got it. Yep. They just sitting. There I'm gonna stupid. wear a shirt that says "White Lives Matter." That's what I'm gonna do. 
and you're like, ah, it doesn't sound like a great idea. And they're like, trust me, it is. Watch. And then it's not. But then it is, but it's not. So it becomes this kind of like weird situation now with Kyrie in Dallas, which I just I honestly believe that Kyrie at the ultimately the end of the season is probably just going to sign with the Lakers anyway. I mean, the Lakers are going to unload Westbrook's contract. They're going to have some money to spend. They're like, well, they're going to have they're gonna have the luxury tax. I'm like, do you think the Lakers really give a shit about the luxury tax? It's the Lakers. You know, depending on how like how tight the Lakers are feeling that this particular offseason, that might be the only reason why they don't go after Kyrie. Or maybe they say, nah, you know what? We can make better long-term moves that are more sustainable for the team going forward right. than bringing in Kyrie. But I'll tell you what, if LeBron wants Kyrie, guess where Kyrie's going? LA. LA. So, again, brings me back to my point that I'm always making on the show. The Lakers will get whoever they want, whenever they want, and that's the end of it because that's what the Lakers do. Right. They're yeah, the I Los Angeles it, yeah. Lakers. They don't they 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 have a just long tenured history of just being like, "Oh, you're the best player in the league." Ka-ching. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> They're oh, like the Yankees. Oh, Shaq, Shaq, you're a free agent? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you've got ties to LA because you're already making movies. Wow, what a coincidence. Yeah. What just what perfect timing for us. And you know what? We're gonna we're gonna trade for this kid, Kobe Bryant, too, on draft day. And yo, you'll you guys will be you'll be great together. Don't worry, you'll be fine. You're gonna love it. You're gonna win a ton of championships. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Three rings later, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, got it. So Kyrie gets traded. Then that begs the question now as to what's gonna happen with KD, which is all pure speculation right now. Obviously, there's been talks about him coming to Boston. That ain't happening. I can tell you right now, it's yeah. it, 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 KD to Boston is not. Barring some absolute fucking miracle, I cannot possibly fathom that move happening. Which um, I would not really want anyway. I like the guys healthy and playing on the court that we pay. That's kind of KD has kind of become a, like a like a AD in a sense, a where yeah, he's a liability because you don't know if he's available or not every week. It's like, mm, are you going to be able to play or like what's going on here? Like right. uh, how are we how are we doing this? How are we doing this? You know and. You know, with KD, as as much as I believe the Celtics need somebody like KD, because if you look, look, if you trade Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant, yeah, Tatum becomes instantaneously the best number two in the entire league. Oh well, yeah, and now you've got two guys that can both create and carry it, carry a team on their own on offense, and you fill in some pieces around them. Now that then all of a sudden the Celtics become a dangerous, legit threat to win the to win a title. Right now the Celtics are just one of those teams that's like. Yeah, I mean they could win the East. They might upset. Yeah, they they could the win. They, they could kinda. win the East. They might get there, but like when they run, they they're not going to win a championship. Yeah. We're like the Hawks from like two thousand eight and seven nine. Yeah, like, yeah the Joe like Johnson. That. Yeah, yeah, you know the, that somewhat thorn in your ass might give you a run for your money every once right. in a while. <laughs> and, and but they're not going to get by anybody in the e, uh, anybody in the West. Like they might squeak through the East if you know injury. Like last year, Chris Middleton was hurt, so right. they got by the they, they got by the Bucks, which they never should have gotten by. Yep. And then Butler just happened to miss a three and. Yeah, and then Miami, they they get lucky as hell again against Miami. Like they're not going to catch lightning in a bottle twice in, in in one in two years. So the Celtics need somebody like a Kevin Durant, and if they got Kevin Durant, and even if they get it meant giving up Jalen Brown for him, look, you're 
you're talking about now having a legitimate shot at winning a title because you need that proven guy on your roster that can help you win a title. Like, and they don't have that right now. Like, they, everybody keeps waiting for, well, when Tatum and Brown, they, they're going to mature and blossom and, you know, like, cool. Like, you, know, you, you, realize, you realize it took fucking Michael Jordan like six, seven years before he won a title, right? Like, that's how long we could be waiting with Tatum and Brown. Right. And that's being compared to Michael Jordan. And, yeah. When, and that's assuming that they're going to be as on 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 par with Michael Jordan. Right. And that's assuming that, you know, back in, the, not, even, not assuming, but that's also stating that, like, knowing back when Michael Jordan played, people didn't change teams like they do now. Facts. And and, and you couldn't all of a sudden just go out one offseason and be like, boom, we got a super team. Yeah. Like, like who's to say that Jalen and Tatum are going to be even playing together in the next two, three years? Uh, there's what's a good their, chance what's they won't. Their, what's their contracts like? I mean, what's the buyout? good chance what's they won't? The, I think. I think. Look, well, I know? think they're gonna. They'll. They'll pay one or the other. I don't think they'll end up paying both. But you never know. I mean, it's not like the Celtics are you know tight for money, you know, and can't afford it. And if they right. really want to change the culture in Boston, and attract free agents to come there and attract the guys that they need to get there, like I like what the Celtics are doing in terms of like they're trying to be. The Celtics are basically trying to be Golden State in the East. Where they they get you got a good front office, a good coaching staff, and you draft guys that you know that you you like and you can win with and you can develop, much like the Warriors did with you know Mark Jackson, and and Steph and Clay, and then they bring in Steve Kerr, boom over the hump, and now you've got a a, a, a pseudo dynasty going out in in the Bay. Right. I like what the Celtics are doing in that sense, where they're trying to be more homegrown, and do it from the ground up. The problem with that is, A, it takes time. B, it doesn't always work out. And C, you you don't know. You don't know. You can't, you can't just ignore free agency and not be able to bring guys in from out of town that can, that can fill holes or fill needs that you have at an exceptional level. Right. You know, like when the, when the Celtics swung and missed on KD – a couple years ago when he was a free agent, I said, that's it. Celtics are going to be, a, they're, they're not going to be irrelevant, but they're going to be cannon fodder, if you will. And, and they're not going to win a title. Now, last year they got close-ish. Sort of. Sort of. Felt close for about five minutes. And then, you know. The Warriors did what the Warriors did. Yeah, Jordan Poole and Steph Curry were just like, you know what? Um, Nah. Nah. Not happening. Um, and they, they, they end up, they, you know, after being down 2-1, the Warriors come back and win three straight. Like, you're like, oh, okay. That makes sense. And the Celtics are gone. They're, they're vanquished. Now, much like we talk about with, like, you know, the Bills and the Bengals, and like, ah, don't worry, we'll be back next year. We got a good young team, good head coach, everything else. We'll be back next year. No, it's, it's, it's actually really super hard to get back year in year out which is why again i feel like we we take lebron for granted and what he's been able to accomplish right that being said i don't know that the celtics are a guarantee to get back in the east this year i mean it's not like no. the east is stacked we're not that good but the celtics aren't like yeah it's not like the celtics are head and shoulders above everybody else Yeah, we're not that and you're good. like oh yeah they're they're don't know they're definitely when going we back play well we we play well. You when they play we, well, we, they can beat anybody in the league. We stomped the fucking Nets by, what, 42 points the other night? Cool. No but Kyrie, then, uh, no KD. Right. But, I mean, no Smart, no Brown. 
Well, Brown's hurt. Right. I mean, our Smart's hurt. Right. We had no Jalen Brown. We had no Marcus Smart. We only had, great. You, you had know, Tatum. That's right, still, that's it. That's still, I can't even name the third best player on the Nets after KD and Kyrie. Uh, yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> Brooks Lopez? Like, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I'd have to but look I'm at just saying, we just went too inconsistent, man. Now that's... they got Dim Witty. Yeah. Or Dwindy, or whatever his fucking yeah, name is. Yeah, I knew you. Yeah. But, yeah, no, the Celtics are too inconsistent. They're not they're not a shoe in to get back. And I think that's kind of where people, like, start to kind of lose focus on what this team is going to be able to accomplish and, you know, from an X's and O's standpoint, like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I can break it down and be like, oh, well, you got to put this guy at the two and this guy does this and this. And that. I don't know basketball like that. Like I do football. Uh, uh, it just it's not my thing. I don't I don't get it. I, I'm not. I don't get it. I get it. But I'm not as immersed in it. Uh, and I'm not going to speak on that level of it. But what I do know is this. My eyeball test is basically undefeated. I mean, I almost threw $1,000 on the table last year with one of our buddies when the Celtics were up 2-1 that they weren't going to win the series against Golden State. Yeah. And this is coming off of game three when they, they, and they took it. I knew we weren't as soon as we were going. But yeah. I, and I'm like, I'm like, all right. Like, we yeah, I'm, I'm, like, that, oh, I'm cool. that confident in, in the yeah. fact because I'm like, I'm watching. I'm like, you know, I'm like, no, 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 no. All right, this series hasn't even fucking, this series hasn't even started yet. And then all of a sudden, Golden State was like, oh, we're down 2-1? I remember Steph just, like, laughing on the bench, like, yeah, whatever. As they went down 2-1 in game three, and he's like, <laughs> just laughing and shrugging his shoulders, like, no big deal. And they come out, and they bust out three straight, and boom, series over. Yeah. So, that being said, it'll be interesting to see where, if anywhere, KD gets moved in the next couple of days, because that could send shockwaves throughout the NBA that we haven't seen in a long time. We don't usually see guys of that caliber get traded at the deadline. I mean, I think going back, as far as I can remember, for trade deadline trades, I think you would have to go back to Pau Gasol to the Lakers in 08 yeah. to have a trade of that, like, that, ramific- that level of like, holy shit, that's a big move. And the Lakers did that, made that trade out of necessity because Andrew Bynum got hurt. So they had to make that move. But whoever gets KD right now, if anybody, I mean, the Nets could be blowing it up and just saying, fuck this. Right. You know, and again, you know, Danny and all of his assets. Give me on Danny Angel, all my assets. How are those working out for you still? Again, still. Still, <laughs> still want to know where all the Danny and his assets people are at. Yeah, where where are you? Don't think I forgot. Because I haven't. 774-992-8702. Uh, we got about, what, 25 minutes left here. Uh, let's get to a couple of topics. We're going to get to the Super Bowl. We're going to get to Brady. We're going to talk football here for a couple minutes. Uh, let's do Brady first. Because Brady, all right. We all know this dude's a straight-up fucking weirdo all of a sudden. Like, this man, he gets... Midlife crisis. It it really feels like he's having... Like, I don't know what he's doing or what what this is all about. And I don't have anything. Like, look. We talked about LeBron on the court versus LeBron off the court. All right? I hate Tom Brady on the field. But I feel like Tom Brady out the field, I would probably get along with pretty well. Like, he seems like... He he, he seems like he could be actually a pretty fun guy. Like, I mean, the dude's... He's an all-American fucking hero. Let's be real. All right, let's talk about Tom Brady off the field. The guy's out there getting fucking hammered on boats, throwing Lombardi trophies around, you know, shotgunning beers, getting absolutely fucking white girl wasted, you know, where he's going to get, like, carried off of shit. 
He seems like a pretty fucking yeah, cool guy. His publicist guy. is getting pissed at him. He's yeah, like, Jesus like, fucking this guy Christ. seems like a pretty cool dude. Kind of, the, you know, probably the kind of guy that I wouldn't actually mind. Uh, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind hanging out with. And then he goes and does something like this, and he posts this picture to his Instagram the other morning, and you're just sitting there going, Tom, 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 what the fuck is this, Tom? Tom, come out of the closet, Tom. And you're like, what? the hell like okay first of all like why are you what 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 is going on here you, you, the selfie on the bed in the mirror like okay is nice view but like yeah why are you grabbing your balls like is he is that a fake tan too i mean i don't know he lives in florida now so who knows like i don't know like brady is probably irish i mean probably doesn't tan that well so maybe it's fake but like I don't know, his face looks all like weird and sunken in now, and like he looks like he's the, like. The, but this dude, th- that's. Let's be honest, it's fucking weird. If I made, is that a bruise on his elbow? If I posted that picture to my Instagram, you would probably have to sit down with me and be like, "Fats." Yeah, but you're not a seven-time Super Bowl champion. Fats, what are you doing? Millions of dollars. I might I might duplicate this picture tomorrow, <laughs> and just post it on my Instagram and see what happens. Yeah, do it. You know, just be like, hey, you know what? Fuck it, here I am. Here I am. Just do it balls out. That's what everybody's doing on Instagram now. I just scroll like, by and there's just like straight naked chicks now. Like, oh yeah, oh like, dude, no, fe- like no female nudity. I'm, I'm like, going through Twitter earlier and like we're out. We were at Phase earlier, which great job on the Reno, by the way. Uh, if you haven't been to Phase in South Dartmouth, yeah, like- uh, since they've they've updated the inside, it actually is it's quite nice. Um, very nice. Same layout. Everything's same, but it's just uh, the decor has been drastically updated. Uh, it looks very good. So I think so. Props to uh, props to Maddie uh, for doing what he did over there. But um, I'm sitting in phase. I'm at the bar and I'm like scrolling through Twitter, and all of a sudden I'm like, "Whoa, shit!" Like I gotta like scroll fast because all of a sudden there's some chick with just tits out, yeah, and dude, she's got insane. like dildos in each hand, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" I'm yeah. like, and it's like, "Oh, this was." Uh, so and so that you follow follows. Yeah, suggested this, this or sponsored po- yeah. and I'm like, it, it's like an Adam and Eve or some shit yeah, like that. And cool. I'm like, I don't follow. Cool, that. I don't follow that. I I've never that followed shit. that. Why are you showing me this yep. naked chick? Some like, chick bounces up and down, clapping her ass cheeks with like literally nothing on, and I'm like, uh, I'm like, like since well, when is scroll, this scroll, okay? scroll? Like, yep, yeah, okay. Like, since when did that become okay? Yeah, Instagram is, which I mean, cool. Uh, Instagram has definitely like lowered its uh, or, or you know lessened its uh, its strictness strict, yeah, yeah. on on full frontal nudity, which I'm all I'm all fine for. I'm like whatever, cool. Like I don't care. Like it doesn't bother me. But it is nice, you know. It isn't great when you're in a public place and there's people around you and you're scrolling through your Instagram and the guy next to you is like eating his pizza. It's just like hmm, titties. You're like what? Huh? Oh Jesus Christ! Nope, sorry. Like I don't follow that person. They just popped up on my feed. I don't know why. I get so much suggested shit now on my news feed and all that stuff. I'm like, this is fucking pathetic. It is. It, it yeah. It, the suggested shit and like the go back oh. to the chronological order shit and the Thank people you. I know. Yeah. Just the people I know, all of them. The ones I follow. Not I only the, I only yeah. want to see shit from the people I follow. Yeah, and the pages that I follow. That's it. I don't need suggested this, that, the other thing. I'm like, what the fuck? Do you know how much shit? Was like flooded on my Facebook page about the Niners after they were like after they won the championship or or actually no it was after the divisional round yeah after they beat they the Giants 
No. Win. They beat, yeah. No, was it the Giants? No, pl- Philly beat the Giants. Yeah, not the Giants. I. It was just after the playoffs. Niners I forget the Seahawks. the Seahawks. Yeah, it was after the playoffs or leading up to the playoffs, whatever playoff game it was. I fucking forget. But I had so much Niners shit. I'm like, I don't follow anything 49ers, like, at all. But you were talking about them, and your phone was listening to you while you were talking about them out loud. And then your phone was like, oh, you like the Niners? Hey, check this out. Jesus, man. Because that's what these do. They're, they're listening to us but right like, now. But, like, a massive bombardment. I'm like, I must have just hit a fucking, like, you know, algorithm stroke or some shit like that. And they just flooded my page. Because I talk about a lot of shit with my phone around, and I don't see all the suggested stuff from that. You know what I mean? Right. Regardless no. of what it is, you know what I mean? Like, I get some dumb shit. I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, I just want to see the stuff that I know. <laughs> so, I, I actually got into, uh, speaking of, um, uh, uh, well, let's get, we'll, we'll switch gears here. We'll get into the Super Bowl here in a second. Um, but, yeah, to uh, to your point, so we've got KD on the move, Kyrie on the move. NFL Tom Brady's weird. He's going on the move. He's on the move. Where do you think Derek Carr is going to land? Because this is, I, I feel like the biggest. There's two major moves that are going to happen here: Carr and Aaron Rodgers. And where do you think? Where do you personally feel those guys are going to land? I think Carr is going to like Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, I just have a feeling he's going to go to Carolina. I tend to agree with Durant. When he says the Saints. Oh, New Orleans, yeah. Because Dennis Allen did draft him, which I'd kind of forgotten about that fact. Yep. Or, or was the head coach when, when Carr was drafted. It's out of the AFC. Right. The Saints can offer a pretty decent chunk of, of, of compensation for Carr. And now that they restructured Michael Thomas's contract last year, they can cut him yep. and open up a boatload of cap space to get themselves in a position where they could actually uh, pursue him. Uh, pay him yeah. and, and pay him properly. And then on top of that, now you're going to get rid of Taysom Hill because Sean Payton's gone. So there's no reason to have Taysom Hill with right. at that. Remember they signed him that like $100 million deal, but it was basically like a one year, $10 million deal every year. And like, really? it's like yeah, yeah. We <laughs> as gotta, long as you make it. We got to pick up the option every year, but you know, whatever. And uh, they could read, they like redid it a bunch of times. It's super funny. Um, but it was basically the illest loophole they ever exploited. Uh, but that being said, I think Carr goes to the Saints. I tend to agree with Durant. I think the Saints make a lot of sense because they're – listen, if the Saints get Derek Carr with that defense, that current coaching staff, everything right. they got going on down there, yeah, you get Derek Carr, that division is yours. Right. Who's going to challenge you? Atlanta's in no position to challenge. Nope. Carolina is in a full-blown rebuild. Yep, which is why I The Bucks are in a full-blown blow-up. Like, they're not even to the rebuilding play, the phase. They're still blowing it up. Right. They only lost one piece so far, which is Brady. Now that's going to be Godwin, domino Evans. Domino effect. You know, the domino effect is going to be, and the mass exodus from Tampa is going to be crazy because yep. we'll there's a, a lot of good players in there. I mean, I would take Shaq Barrett back in Denver in a heartbeat. You want to come back home, buddy? I'll, I'll, take, come Evan, back home, little I'll buddy? take Evans or Godwin in Indy. Facts, bro. <laughs> Anybody would. Thank Those you. dudes are beasts. Yep, bring them up. Um, I think Indy for the AFC, Indy would make a shit ton of sense for Carr. But I don't think the Raiders are going to be inclined to trade him within the conference if they can yeah. avoid it. And like I said, I think um, I think Ursay and all his psychoticness these days and his erratic behavior, whatever he said, basically to Chris Ballard that we're they're sick and tired of repolishing old turds. In their I don't words. think Derek Carr is an old turd though. That's the problem. How many years has he been in the league? Uh let's see. This would be year eight. Eight. 
Yeah. That's young. Them, yeah, but no. That's a puppy. That's a puppy, dude. That's they a, want you know somebody, what that is? They want that is a that is a that is like, a perfectly seasoned veteran quarterback. The problem is with the Colts. I don't think the Colts right now, the way their roster is and the way this season went. Yeah. Uh, if this was last off season, oh fuck yeah! If they'd gotten Derek Carr instead of Matt Ryan, I think the Colts not only win the South but they win it going away. And, yeah, we definitely made the postseason. They're probably at least they're they're flirting with playing on Championship Sunday. Right. The way things went this year and seeing what I saw, complete reverse. I don't know that Derek Carr would. I think Derek Carr would be a great start, but they still got a lot of work to do, yeah. if, if for the Colts. So, all that being said, I think he ends up. I think he ends up in New Orleans. I, I agree with Durant's take on that one. Yeah. I, I think that's a smart, well calculated take. Now, obviously, there is somebody out there that we're not thinking of that's gonna could Colt, swoop in and Colts could move on Jameis Winston. Scoop him out of New Orleans. They bring in Ka. You, you know, well, that's the thing. Like once, the, once these dominoes start to fall, yeah, they start. To, they fall fast. Would I want Jameis Winston? No. But, but who do you guys? Who break. are you? Who are you guys even getting as a coach, though? We don't know. That's the thing. Like the Colts don't even have a coach, so why are we worrying about? And regardless, we're either taking Young or Stroud. I mean, unless whichever one falls to us, that's the other option that the Colts have is they can draft a quarterback. Which I don't love either one of those guys. If I was gonna do either one, I guess C.J. Stroud would be my would be my guy. Yeah. Um, but I'm kind of all set with both of them. I don't like Ohio. I I, I don't like Ohio State quarterbacks coming out. Yeah. Not a fan. Not a fan. Uh, unless they're Joe Burrow. You know, but technically he was a transfer. He so. transferred, yeah. yeah. He, was, he was an Ohio State quarterback. Yeah, and his was like, glory was not through, through, through the Buckeye. No, but uh, so I think with the, with the Colts and, I mean, with uh, with Carr, that that's a fascinating one to me because, I, again, I think you're getting a perfectly seasoned veteran quarterback who's still got a lot of lead left in the pencil and can play at a very high level. Like, I, I feel like, like, like the Jets – would be a great landing spot for Carr, given that they're actually starting to look like they're turning the culture around in New York. The Saints would be a great landing spot for him. Uh, I feel like, like, I don't even know, like like the Seahawks. Yeah. You know, if they decide to move on from Geno instead of giving him an extension, which I feel like right. is a huge mistake that they're about to make. They're going to do it. They're going to do it. You know they're going to do it. Yep. But, like, if you go, you pair up Derek What's Carr with Pete Carroll. What's their pick this year? Do they have a uh, They got ours. They got the fifth. The Seahawks do. Mm. Fifth, sixth, something like that. I That's think, yeah. not bad. That's not bad. That's they have, there. because they have ours from the Russell Wilson trade. They'll take Duggan. Um, but that that all being said, I think Carr going on the move is going to be huge. And then Aaron Rodgers made some news today when he said that he was going to take, he was going to sit in a cabin, yeah, for four days, for four days in a in perfect in a blacked out room, on doing only God knows what. Jerking off, and he's going to sit in this cabin, and that's going to be how he's going to come to the decision of where he wants to play. Now, a lot of people have him leaning. Uh, a lot of people have him pegged going to the Raiders to play with Josh McDaniels. I don't see that. I don't. I don't see any reason why Aaron Rodgers would want to go play with a guy uh, under under a guy like Josh McDaniels. I really don't. There's Maybe no prior. Aaron Rodgers is going to be like, hey, listen. I am the captain now. Yeah, okay. but that's a, but Fuck everybody. You. But as you've seen with McDaniel's, like you saw him do in Denver in 2009, McDaniel's goes in and he just 
clears cleans house and gets rid of everybody. Like when, when, when do you remember the aneurysm I had when he traded Jay Cutler for Kyle fucking Orton? I almost I melted down. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. And then you draft Tim Tebow, and granted, yeah, he gave us Demarius Thomas too, you know. R.I.P. In, in peace, my brother. But yep, yep. you know, DT was a great pick. But and and Tebow, don't get me wrong, funnest year I've ever had as a fucking football fan was 2011, watching Tebow just pull rabbits out of hats, week in week out, literally inexplicably winning games, and we're just like, how does this keep happening? <laughs> I don't want it to stop, but this just this you're like it can't be sustainable. Obviously, it wasn't. We lost, like, I think two games or three games during that whole Tebow stretch. And two out of the three were New England, including the divisional round blowout. Right. After you beat the Steelers. That being said, after after the great... Got him. Got him. After the greatest... Uh, you know, wild card weekend, up one of the greatest upsets in, <laughs> in NFL history. I still remember where I um, was. A-Rod's going to sit in a blacked-out cabin for four straight days. Basically, in a like a uh, like a sensory deprivation tank, and he said, "I've had some friends that have done it, and they've made that's when they've said that they've made their best decisions." So I'm gonna try it. And I'm like, "All right, cool." I didn't ever think I would say this, but I'm glad we got Russell Wilson because he's less weird than Aaron Rodgers is now. Yeah. So that all being said, yeah, A Rod. Um, I don't know what the hell I don't know what the fuck that man. I mean, I love A Rod. One of the best, if not the best, throwers of football. He's going into business with Jake Plummer, and they're going to grow shrooms together. Probably, he's probably <laughs> like Jake Plummer's like, bro, check it out. Jake Plummer's just like riding wheelies on his mountain bike, like throwing frisbees around and shit, being like, dude, check it out. Yeah, like just... a head tie dyed headband. Yeah. On, like, yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like, he's like, who are we listening to? Delicate Steve. <laughs> I dig it, sire. <laughs> hands, hands, hands on the bowl, packed. He's like, sire. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, and like they're they're having like all these like intricate like theological discussions and shit. Oh and yeah, like, whoa, the universe this is, is so deep. big. But man, yeah, I would definitely buy weed from Jake Plummer and Aaron Rodgers if they decided to grow it, or shrooms, or psychedelics, whatever. I don't care if Jake Plummer and Aaron Rodgers go into business together and they start like making like drugs. At least you know it's, it doesn't have fentanyl in it, bro. I'm all in. <laughs> I mean, I've never done any of those things in my life, but I would definitely try. Definitely. It's Jake Plummer and Aaron Rodgers, two of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. How am I going to say no to that? Um, But we'll see where A-Rod ends up going, because if A-Rod goes into Vegas to replace Derek Carr, I don't even know if at this point, like, is it an immediate upgrade? Yes, because Aaron Rodgers is and forever will be better than Derek Carr, no matter how good Derek Carr gets. Like, and that's not a knock on Derek Carr. It's just Aaron Rodgers happens to be one of maybe like the five greatest quarterbacks of all time um in terms of like throwing a football delivering it you know whatever you can say what you want about him not winning and all that shit that's that's team stuff that's not quarterbacking right that's not individual uh it will be an immediate upgrade but i also don't understand if i'm aaron Rodgers. what do you see in oakland as a team that makes you think like yeah that's where i want to go finish out my career let's go to vegas and play with the raiders you know, fuck it. I mean, they've only got the 32nd ranked defense in the league. Like, I could fucking overcome that. It's like, bro, you had the top five unit in Green Bay last year, and that didn't end well for you at all. Like, Jair Alexander alone 
is the most ta- would be the most talented player on 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 Vegas's defense. You know, I mean, no disrespect to Max Crosby, but bro, like they're not that good of a unit. Right. So it's going to be it's going to be weird if he ends up in Vegas. Now, I don't necessarily think he's going to end up there. I really don't. No, where do you see it? I don't know. I don't know where where A-Rod ends up. I I really don't. I think the Jets make sense Tampa. because Nathan, Nathaniel Hackett, <laughs> and and that would make you know, it, it would be logical for him to go there. Which means it probably won't happen. Um. But no, I'm gonna bet. I'm gonna say I'm gonna bet the field. If you have Vegas and the Jets as the two front runners, I'm gonna take the other thirty teams. Yeah, as the potential landing spot. I don't know which one it's going to be. I'm I don't not, think he's going to the. Jets. I haven't really. Not at all. I, I mean, I wouldn't if I was him. I wouldn't. No. Because the Jets are just like the Raiders. They're just crap franchises, top it's to bottom. Fucking cold. The I'd only difference is with the dogs. Jets is like I said, the Jets seem like they've kind of turned the corner and and building a culture and right. building something there, you know, with with the head coach and 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 the defense and everything else, and then you bring in Hackett as the OC, like, okay, cool. Like, this looks like it might actually be, like, Woody Johnson's, like, off to the sidelines now. It's like, yeah, yeah, go be uh, an ambassador to fucking, you know, Albania or whatever it is they're fucking doing. Like, no one cares. Um, that, But that's the problem that I have with this whole thing is that I just don't know where Aaron Rodgers is going to land because I feel like – yeah. I feel like he's not going to be a Packer. That's about the only thing I can say for right, sure. Right, right, Is that my gut feeling says he's gone. He was, he was should have been gone last right. year. Niners. He should have been. He should have just pulled the trigger. They, they should have pulled the trigger, and he should have been a Bronco last year. Yeah. Because if Nathaniel Hackett gets Aaron Rodgers, I, I think, what, right. what the Bronco season is vastly different. Yeah. I, maybe. I mean. I mean. I mean. Could, maybe could they, Tampa come in and swoop him up. I don't. Brady's I, gone. Bring a Rod in another. I don't think. Tam- I don't. I don't think 12. Tampa's got the money. To do it, yeah, well, because they're they're again, Tampa. I'm, they might be Tampa able to restructure, in, and but Tampa is in the process of blowing it up, right? And and having to start a full rebuild after this year. Right. I don't think I don't think Tampa Tampa to me doesn't seem like a culprit. Now San Fran, we we talked about San Fran would make a billion dollars in cents, but why in God's name would Green Bay trade him to San Francisco when I they know. like at that? You know that part is what gets me. Like, why would only because Green Bay probably knows they're only going to have to deal with him for another year or two at best. But if you're Green Bay and you're putting all your eggs in Jordan Love's basket, and you're you got sitting there, years with Jordan Love left. But you're thinking like, okay, got to develop him. We we feel like we could win this year with Jordan Love. Like they we feel like we can build that. a team. They'd be stupid. Why they would they? The Packers. Listen, you think the Packers are sitting there thinking they're going to win with Jordan Love? Do you think anybody in that why building else, has Why said else that? would you have drafted him and not gotten rid of him by this point? Because you don't really know what he's about yet. Right. Because you have Aaron Rodgers. So why would you trade Aaron Rodgers in your conference to a team that you're probably going to see in the playoffs? I just don't think and then, Jordan Love's going to and have, and to, and have to deal right with it. Listen, I, I don't either. But that's not to say that the Packers – the Packers got a good defense. They, they, get, they have a good coach. It, it's not to say that they can't 
why would you intentionally cock block yourself is what I'm put, saying. Why would you intentionally put a roadblock in your way, potentially? Only if you just think that that's not the one key piece that's really going to hold you back. Because you give Aaron Rodgers, you give San Francisco to Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers to San Francisco. Right, I mean, right now, the, that makes the 49ers the odds-on favorite to win it all next year. I imagine if the Aaron Rodgers was on the 49ers this year. I think they win it all. Yeah. I mean, I, I just I don't I don't I don't see any. So, again, that's why I'm like, if, if you're the Packers and you're sitting there going, all right, maybe they only got one, maybe two more years. Let, let's call it two years, maybe three with Aaron Rodgers, right? Okay, by year three of the Aaron, of moving on from Aaron Rodgers, you've got to be expecting that you've built a team around Jordan Love or whoever. That is going to be, you know, contending for a Super Bowl because right. typically three years is your rebuild time. You've got to assume that you're going to be competing. So if you think that Aaron Rodgers is still going to be playing in two or three years, why would you throw him to a team that's as well run, as well oiled a machine as San Francisco has been? And intentionally cock block yourself from potentially getting any further. Right. Especially with a quarterback like Jordan Love, who you literally need you to got come no out idea like what Joe he's Love. Fucking... He needs they the Packers need Jordan Love to come out like Joe Burrow talent. Right. And that and nothing short of that to compete with Mahomes, to compete with Allen, to compete with anybody for a Super Bowl or in the playoffs or anything. Even Danny Dimes coming up. You know what I mean? Like I don't know, man. The Giants are on the right track. The fucking quarterbacks are actually starting. It was actually a little bit of a breath of fresh air to see like Danny Dimes do as well as he did because it kind of it kind of like takes the stress off of like Roethlisberger, Breeze, Manning, Brady, all these guys leaving and retiring and literally wondering if we're just going to watch like fucking 32 Lamar Jacksons for the next like 20 years, which I would no, we're, we're not because, because Lamar Jackson's never going to win a Super Bowl. But I'm saying like the quality of gonna... quarterback play. We are actually finding out that we're having studs right now in the fucking NFL as far as quarterback. Well, they, with, they always with T-Law. I remember when people, people said the same thing about when Marino and Elway and, and Steve Young were and the hanging transition it up. Of torch and they were like, you know, oh, the, the and, Aikman, and Aikman was gone. And it was like, oh, who are we going to watch? And like, who's going to be the next guys like this? I'm like, Brady There's and Manning? always somebody I'm like, coming up. And, and then, and then the just, 04 draft happens. A, it's just a nice thing to literally witness happen. This will be the second time in my lifetime, like as a as a, a functioning adult, if you will, right. that paid attention to the sport. No, like this will be the second changing of the guard. The first one came. I grew up watching Elway, Montana, Marino, Young, right, Warren I, Moon, Brett I Favre. I, yeah. I grew up watching all those guys, and I saw the changing of the guard go from those guys, and then they kind of passed the torch to Brady and Manning. And then Eli, Roethlisberger, and Rivers came in Breeze. in 04. You had, well, Breeze was 02. And, you know, Breeze was already there, but Breeze wasn't really shit until he got to New Orleans with Sean Payton. Right. You know, right. people forget that Breeze, Breeze was, was a San Diego, San Diego Charger. Charger. yeah. And that he was he was there with LT, LT. and they, they had one good year uh, in 2004 where they were 12-4 and four and they won the division. Yeah. Um, that being said, other than that, like, I watched that, that changing of the guard go from, you know, Elway and Marino to Brady and Manning, and then it became Roethlisberger, Rivers, Eli, you know, A-Rod, Alex Smith, and then, you know, and then the Matt Stafford started yeah. to creep in, and, the and, you know, all these different yeah, guys. And, you know, the 06 draft was widely a bust. Jay Cutler was the only one that was worth, his, worth a damn, For a short time. you know, at the end of the day. So 
there was a lot that was happening at that time, but I've seen it. So I've seen that changing of the guard. I've seen the end of this era now with Brady finally retiring, being the last one. Well, you know, to, I still count A Rod as the last one. A Rod, yeah, A Rod. Right, you're right. A Rod is because he kinda, was Philip Rivers. No, he was before, or after Philip. No, he was year. after. He was a year after. A year after. Yeah, he was 05. He would, Rivers he, was 04. Oh, Rivers, A-Rod. Rivers, Big Ben, and Eli were 04. A uh, A Rod and Alex Smith were 05. All right, and Alex Smith is already gone, so maybe I would consider only because A Rod he is. Who I mean, he's he is. the elder statesman right now. He's he's the big dog on campus, bro. He's got the most seniority. You know, he does. He's got he's the most a senior guy on shift. He's got the most fucking time in. Yeah, <laughs> which is nuts. But I'm just saying, it's it's kind of exciting now that I watched like after the season's completed to see like you know Herbert and T Law and all these guys like really fucking shit up and coming out and being like, damn, we're going to have some, like, maybe some good football granted the NFL doesn't fuck it up. Well, in the next it, it will. The NFL will fuck it up. And as good a, as good a talent as we have on these guys, I mean, look, the flag football game that was played on Saturday or didn't whatever. Didn't even watch it. Had no idea what didn't happened. Watch a, didn't watch a single second of it because I refused. I refused to support what the NFL is trying to do, which is moving towards a flag football league. They're trying to fleece your they're, ass. Yep, they're trying to fleece us, and they're trying yep. to get us to pay millions and millions of dollars every year to watch guys with flags run around, yep. and I will not fucking do it. No, Fuck I you. won't. Nope. The XFL starts uh, February 18th, I believe I'll it is. I'll watch that shit. <laughs> uh, you know, the USL. I'm, watch, I'm definitely watching the XFL. Fuck yeah, yeah dude. Yep. Like, it, all, all the XFL has to do is be like, hey, we're football. We're the NFL. But from 2003, and I, I'm going to be like, I'm in. <laughs> you son of a bitch, I'm in. Right, like, literally just take the yearbook, I mean the the rule book from 03, dust it off, and just be like, here you go. Yep. Here it is. It's already written, boys. Yep. We're just playing football like football is supposed to be, to be played. Yep, and then that's, and that's it. it. Hey, if you get concussed, come out of the game. We're not going to you know, force you in to keep playing. Oh, yeah. uh, We'll provide health insurance. But, just, yeah, but right. just know you're going to get replaced. So right. mm, your call. Yeah. Uh, 774-992-8702. If you want to give us a call, we're going to get out of here in a couple of minutes. Uh, one last thing. we got to do Super Bowl predictions, and then i got one last question for you off the top of your head, see if you can, uh, if, if you have an answer. Uh, what do you, what's your predictions for Sunday? Obviously, we got Chiefs, Eagles. Uh, Chiefs will be in their Kelly Green uniforms. Chiefs will be in white. What are, you, uh, what, are you, what are you going with here for the... My honest, honest prediction... For the kickoff. I think it's going to be like a 35-17 game in favor of the Eagles. Uh, I agree. I, I, I think- can see Mahomes putting together two touchdowns. Maybe with Kelsey's – dude, the defense on the Eagles side is mm-hmm. nothing to fuck with, bro. That Riddick – Riddick? No, Reddick. Hassan, Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick. He's going to fuck his shit up, dog. He's going to fuck his shit up. Dude, the Eagles are one of those teams that I, I just don't look. They won 14 games. This is to me. I'm, I'm still calling them 14 and two because the three just doesn't. No, I'm not doing that. Um, I get it. It was a cakewalk, easiest schedule, blah blah blah. Ah, uh, yeah. They put but they're hurting on dudes that they need. To, I mean, we almost beat them. We you had beat us by a point. <laughs> you had four guys with at least 11 sacks: Brandon Graham, Josh Sweat, Javon Hargrave, and Hassan Reddick, who led the team with 16. Uh, Fletcher Cox, who a couple of years ago was the difference maker in that New England Super Bowl, had seven sacks this year. This team it was third all time in sacks. Behind it, who? 
behind only the 84 Bears and the 85 Bears. Yeah, arguably the greatest defense. We know, if you look back, anybody who knows anything about NFL history knows that the 84 and 85 Bears were two of, if not the two greatest defenses of all time. All time. That being said, this team was hot on their tits Tits. uh, in terms of sacks in the season. Now, granted, I know they had the extra game. However, however, the Eagles' defense, I think that's what's going to be the difference, is the Eagles' defense. Right. And I think, for me, this game is going to turn out a lot like the Tampa Bay-Kansas City Super Bowl did a couple years ago. Right. I think Mahomes is going to be flushed. He's going to be flustered. I don't think the Eagles are going to let you know any of these guys get open yeah i, I think they're just gonna they they'll are, clamp down on kelsey who he'll, he'll he'll find a way to get they, his because he's so good he'll figure you know the, the, he'll get open and, and mahomes will find him but i think this game is going to be in heavily in favor of the eagles i, yeah. I honestly i think what's be, that oc's name stein, stein no what the hell who that's the eagles um oh uh i don't i don't remember actually hold on i can't remember we interviewed him um I just think the Eagles have a really good thing going with Jalen Hurts right now and their ability to basically disguise. Oh, Shane Steichen. Steichen, that's what it is. I was like, Stein of, I, I'm like, I don't yep. know what the fuck. I and just, by we, you mean the Colts. Yeah, the Colts, we interviewed them. Not um, we as row one seat one. Right, right. We've only had the, we, you know, we've had the pleasure of intermu- yes, interviewing disclaimer, such, sorry. such people, so such uh, um, Hall of Famers as Warren Moon and Jarvis just, Green and yeah, yeah, good Dana people. Barrows. Very and good people. Future Hall of Famer and right. uh Jared Schuster and probably future MMA champion, you know. Yeah. So whatever. It's cool. It's good. But no, I just I think cool. the Eagles are doing the offense right now is flying. They have Jalen Hurts is able to disguise. They're able to disguise a lot of things with Jalen Hurts. I think they're going to be able to catch KC off guard because literally by the time you realize that Jalen's not throwing it and he's already running, it's not a pass play. It's already too late. You're, they're opening up those five, six, seven yard gaps down the middle. For Jalen to kind of just kind of, you know, make his moves, make his reads in peace if he has yep. to. And his ball delivery is solid, dude. I'm sorry, but He's, Jalen Hurts is balling the fuck out right Hertz now. Hurts is kind of killing it. He doesn't I, seem honestly, like the type I, of person to be shaken by the by the severity and, and, and the gravity of the game coming up. No, I, he doesn't. He, he played does, it, he played at Alabama. Yep. He's not a sh- he's not afraid of the big the you know, the bright lights. Yep, exactly. Uh, he doesn't shy away from it. Not to say that Mahomes is No, but, but I think that Philly defense is going to get after Mahomes. Yep. They're going to test his ankle. They're going to test early and often, and they are going to make him very uncomfortable, yeah. much like Tampa Bay did uh, a couple of years ago. Right. And I think this is going to go, you know, just heavily in Philly's favor. I just, yeah. I, I don't. He's not going to have the luxury of playing think, a Donovan I don't, McNabb, I, don't, I think know? Kansas City was the third or fourth best team in the AFC. Yeah. And they just kind of got a couple of gifts and. Here they are, and it's the listen. Beat him, dog. The not, I'm not taking him. anything away from Kansas City or Mahomes. Like you know, he's great. Kelsey's great. That connection between Kelsey, you know, and but unreal. outside of Kelsey, like really, I mean, I still believe that MVS and Juju Smith are going to get yeah. open against that Philly defense. Isaiah Pacheco, 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 Pacheco. I know it is, Jesus. but I see, I hear it all the time, and I'm like, is that just how they pronounce it? Or it's so annoying. I'm like, it's Pacheco, but. They're saying it wrong, so I don't know if that's just how so they pronounce it, it. it. That is the most obnoxious shit that I'm going to have to hear on Sunday <laughs> night. Is yeah, like, I know. That's Pacheco up the middle. It's Pacheco, you, Fuck. you ignorant fucks. Yeah. Uh, but anyhow, uh, so we'll get in, we'll, we're, we're both taking Philly. 
both taking Philly for sure. And we're both taking Philly. Fuck Mahomes. Fuck the Casey. Uh, fuck the and Chiefs. You know what my, you know my favorite part about the Sean Payton press conference was? What? When they asked him, like, oh, who's your prediction for the Super Bowl on Sunday? He's like, I'm taking the Eagles. I don't want anybody in our division except us doing well. Right. <laughs> and I was like, I went from six to midnight like that. I was just I like, told you. boom. You know, I'm sitting over here smiling, right? Because I was like, you're going to get Sean Payton and you're going to like it. I'm I not only and, am I liking guess it, what? You I'm got Sean loving Payton it. And then you're loving it. I'm, I'm like, loving yeah. it. I just like when I'm right. That's all. It's oh, you not were, often, but. You were dead ass <laughs> on that one. I, I wasn't sure. I thought D'Amico Ryans was the guy, but apparently. Broncos ownership in the front office, they put on a master class in how to get their guy. Because yeah. apparently Sean Payton. They just fill in bags was, and they're he throwing was, them he was, he was inked to the deal like five or six days before we even knew. Oh, really? Before, we, before when, it was announced. When I saw from the time that it was announced Payton was going to be a Bronco to like, that's it, it's done. And he's sitting there with the pen and the contract. And I was like, wow, they, that, they knew. He knew. He oh, was yeah. like, I'm going back to coaching, and I'm going to the Broncos. He, Where's your pen? He had been wearing orange ties on TV for his CBS job or whatever it was, or wherever he was working. Yeah. He'd been wearing orange ties and orange and blue and yeah, everything. It's and, every, and they asked him, they were like, was that, were you doing that on purpose? He was like, maybe. Yeah, because he knew. Boots. He knew he was going to the Broncos. Fuck Everybody yeah. knew he was going to the Broncos. So all the shit about Harbaugh and the second meeting with Harbaugh and D'Amico Ryans, that was all a smokescreen. So... Bravo, Broncos front office. Yeah. You guys put on a master like class said, in walls, how to get your just guy. The filling bags and they're throwing them everywhere. They're just <laughs> here's a bag. Here's a well, bag. Well, you know what? It, as a Broncos fan, for me, it it's it's a relief because it means that we have ownership that actually gives a shit about winning. Right. This isn't just a team they bought. They didn't buy the team just to this say an I own blank. an NFL team. Right. No, they want to win. They want to win and they want to win now and they want to win a lot. And I'm like. All right, I'm with it. I'm fucking with it, man. Yep. Like, let's fucking go. We've got, we got Russ, and you know, I love how Sean Payton came and basically set the ground rules. They're like, oh, did you? What do you? You know, have you heard about Russell Wilson having his own coaching staff? And he's like, yeah, that shit ain't happening under my watch. He's <laughs> right. like, if the if they're not on my staff, they're not in the building. Right. And so I don't know what was afforded to Russ before when you know Joe Ellis was still running the show. That fucking asshole. Uh, or or what was going on, but listen, I'm I'm very very pleased with yeah. the direction See, that this franchise is heading in, and I feel like it's going to be a very quick turnaround. So when I say you know right now, now that you got me talking about it again, now I'm starting to think like you know 15, 16 wins might not be out of the uh, might not be out of the uh, out of the realm of possible for this team going forward next year. So let's get your injuries back on the field and practicing and yeah let's get all 27 guys 29 guys back from ir and get them on the field and yeah. get them playing well yeah. i mean they they brought in a new uh a new training staff because they were like why have we had more if you look back over like the last five or six years the broncos have had more players on ir than any other team in the league and it's not even close and they're like why and they're like mm -hmm. like well we're gonna try to figure that out can't just be bad luck it's got to be something we're doing so right. Whatever. I, you know me. I don't subscribe to that. Like, oh, the training staff is responsible for torn ACLs. No. But sure. but right. the training staff could be advising the coaching staff, hey, you might want to take it a little easy. You got a lot of guys banged up right now. Meanwhile, the coaching staff is like, 
full steam ahead. Yeah. You know, tough players. Stop lying for the guy that says he wants yeah. to play, even though you know damn well he can't because yeah. so, he's not going to try and he's not going to sit himself out. Brings me to my last point, uh, and we'll wrap it up with this. 10-15. Uh, thank, you everybody for thank you for everybody for joining us. Again, if you're listening, if you give us a like and a share tonight, we don't have our usual uh, audience uh, here tonight because uh, I think because Facebook changed up some things. So um, yeah. I'm going to have to make some phone calls because we, we can – post to new bedford guide but i can't post as new bedford guide because i don't know and i don't know if that's me i don't i don't know how that's working actually i don't even know we'll, uh, figure, it we'll, we'll figure it out but uh if you could give us a like and a share that's big time important for us tonight uh the show will be up on spotify after the game uh, after the game after the show i'll have it up on spotify apple Podcasts, uh iheart music wherever you get your podcast it'll be available uh so give us a like uh five-star review on those as well last question paul who is the most overrated Super Bowl team winning team that you can that you you can remember off the top of your head? Just give me a just throw me out a name, you know, a team that won the Super Bowl that you were just not impressed with. A team that won the Yeah, Super a Super Bowl, Bowl winning team. I have I have my answer and as soon as I saw this question posed on Facebook by one of these uh, I forget what what uh, Facebook group I follow on yeah. that posed this question, my answer was so quick and so direct and so immediate it wasn't even like i, I couldn't even believe couldn't um, believe more people hadn't answered this to me though it'd have to be the steelers against the cardinals uh the steelers that steal the 08 really yeah. you wouldn't go the 05 steelers when they couldn't move the ball at all and Seattle probably should have won that game. Either way, it's the Steelers, one or the other. They're, All right, so the they're, Steelers. They're the least impressive out of my Super Bowl team wins. I'm going to stay in the same division. I'm going the 2012 Ravens. <laughs> I almost said the Ravens. The jump ball, too, Joe the, Ravens, the Joe Flacco one. They weren't. They, I don't. I don't they believe Kaepernick in the shitty Niners. And but I, was I don't like, even think they were a good team. I just thought. I just feel like they caught lightning in a bottle better than anybody that's ever caught lightning in a well, bottle. Yeah, because they snuck out of. And of course you Denver. had. Ray, and of course you had Ray Lewis going. He touched Jacoby on the chest and I said. You go do something great. Yeah. <laughs> and then you return to kickoff 101 yards. Yeah. Uh, that was actually one of the trivia questions on uh, Mad Dog Radio. Yeah. It was like, uh, this player was drafted by the Houston Texans and scored a 40-plus-yard yard, uh, 40 plus yard touchdown in a Super Bowl. Who was it? And uh, one of our buddies at work uh, got it wrong on, on the trivia on Mad Dog Radio. I'm like, yeah. it was Jacoby Jones. And, they were, and somebody looked at me like, how the fuck did you know that? I'm like, because I wanted the Broncos to draft Jacoby Jones in the fucking worst possible way. I thought he yeah. would be great. That fucking game sucked. You know the thing about me about Jacoby Jones that always struck me and that thing I loved about that kid? He got it. Like, mentally, he got it. He wasn't the greatest player in the NFL. He wasn't like, you know, he didn't wow. Like, he, he didn't do anything like. He was a good player. He was a very good player. He was he was better than average in the NFL, but he wasn't like you know he wasn't the number one receiver. He never became like a Larry Fitz or a Randy Moss or anything like that. Right. But when you listen to that kid talk as a rookie before he was drafted by the Houston Texans, you listen to him and you go, "This fucking kid gets it." Yeah. He's he had a great head on his shoulders and he had a he had excellent self awareness, and I'll never forget listening to that re uh, that interview. I remember I was still I think I was still delivering pizzas. At that point, uh, and I was listening on Sirius XM, and I was listening to him on uh, on NFL.com, and I was coming over the Peyton Aaron Bridge while he was getting interviewed, if I'm not mistaken, and it was with uh, Pat and uh, PK and uh, and Timmy, and I remember listening to that kid and going, "Dude, this fucking kid gets it." 
this kid's going to be fucking good. And I wanted the Broncos to draft him in the worst way, and obviously the Texans got him in the second yeah. round. And then he got traded to the Ravens. And, and then he went to the Ravens, and he ended up <laughs> fucking me. You know, but I, you know, now looking Bitch. back at it, I'm like, see, that's why I wanted him, because yep. if he was on our team, he couldn't have fucked us. Yep. Uh, but yeah, no, Thanks I think the 2012 oh, Ravens are probably the most overrated Super Bowl winning I team. I almost said the Ravens when they played the because they Because they, they weren't really close. They were close the year before when they got to New England, but they were still shit. They did it in 2012. The only thing I will say is they did go into New England and beat the brakes off the Patriots in the AFC Championship game that year. But that was when Bernard Pollard, the great one, one of the greatest safeties of all time. The assassin. The assassin. Remember when he knocked the fuck out of, uh, what was his name, the running back, um, Stephen, I can't remember his name, but Ridley, Stephen Ridley. He was Stephen Ridley. Oh, Stephen Ridley. And he knocked him the fuck out. He was out out cold. He was like spinning. On his feet, like doing a pirouette on his feet, but he was out cold before he hit the ground. You're like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but on that note, let's leave it there. Uh, everybody enjoy Super Bowl Sunday. We'll be back next Tuesday night, eight thirty, hopefully with yay, a full yay. house. Um, I'll be this time next week. I will be counting down the minutes before my uh, Uber gets here to Dick. take me to Providence. To Fuck go, you. Go to the Daytona Five Hundred. I want to play golf. I'm gonna play so much golf. I am gonna watch so much NASCAR. Mm. And my goal is to meet Haley Deegan's dad. Yeah. So that's my goals for the week. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Joey Fats Radio, roll one, seat one. Thank you all for joining us. Again, be sure to give us a like and a share. Uh, we didn't have the same reach that we usually get tonight. So uh, make sure you give us a subscribe on, on roll one, seat one on our page. Hopefully within the next uh, the next week or two, we will be up live on YouTube, Twitch, uh, maybe even TikTok. I don't know. We'll have to see what, what we can do. Uh, with this but um, I think things are going to be changing around here so keep an eye on it and uh, yeah subscribe to our Facebook page that's where most of the information will be coming from uh, regarding you know shows and what time we're going to be on where we're going to be able to be seen and uh, we will go from there but enjoy Super Bowl Sunday I am very much looking forward to it Uh, fly Eagles fly baby yeah fly Eagles fly yeah yeah until next Tuesday, I am Joey Fats. With me as always, Plizzy. Yep. And for Mr. Betancourt, who couldn't be here tonight, we bid you all a happy Super Bowl Sunday. Peace. Peace out. See you next Tuesday.